0: Good morning and a very warm welcome to the next in our Wednesday Reflections. It's great to have you with us this morning. I thought this morning I'd do something a little bit different and I'm going to read with you Psalm 40. It's fairly, well it's not that long, it's 17 verses, uh, but I'm going to read it uh, before I then go on to speak about it this morning. So bear with me as I read Psalm 40. getting old, I've got to wear my glasses, I can't see my Bible without it. So David writes these words. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, O Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us, no one can recount to you. Were I to speak and tell of them, there would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have pierced. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. And then I said, here I am, I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I proclaim righteousness in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, as you know, O Lord. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and salvation. I do not conceal your love and your truth from the great assembly. Do not withhold your mercy from me, O Lord. May your love and your truth always protect me. For troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs on my head and my heart fails within me. Be pleased, O Lord, to save me. O Lord, come quickly to help me. May all who seek to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, aha, aha, be appalled by their own shame. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation always say, the Lord be exalted. Yet I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my deliverer. Oh my God, do not delay. It's a wonderful psalm and uh, I'm gonna share some thoughts on that psalm. It might be that you wanna look uh, at a Bible yourself as I go through some of the reflections on that psalm. Uh, One of the recurring themes in a lot of the psalms is actually getting in the pits and getting out of them again. And I think my favourite image of this comes from David's experience found in this psalm that I'm going to look at now. And so we meet David, reflecting on his past experiences. He looks back to a time when he was in real difficulty, to a time when his life was literally the pits. Verse 2, it says, he lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. A better translation might be the storms of life. And then we read this bit about the mud and the mire. And there's a picture here about getting bogged down with stuff that life might throw at us. And sometimes that's the case, isn't it? We can feel bogged down by things. And I think we can all relate to that. We can all think of times when we do get bogged down in life, the troubles of life. And maybe you're going through one of those times now. If so, perhaps God wants to speak to you today through this psalm. Because the image here is about falling into a well and sinking deep into the sludge at the bottom and going deeper every tra- time we try to lift a foot to get out. And then comes this sense of helplessness and desperation. Whatever that might be, and it might be breaking point for the overworked businessman. It might be the tired mum of three constantly crying children, the impossible expectations of too many things that need to be done, the stress and the worry of a lingering illness or the imminent attack of a powerful enemy. And and that might be COVID or, or something else. I suppose it's good that we don't actually know what David's experience was because it makes it easier to see ourselves in the pits. Anything that causes a sense of helplessness, desperation, that threatens to spoil our life, well, that's the pits, isn't it? So what does David do? Well, he cries out to the Lord, verse one, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. And I think for each of us, there comes a time in our lives when we do cry out for help. For those who don't know God, They might try to find that help from other areas in life. And some people sadly might turn to drink, to drugs, to highs of some other kind, be it gambling or or something else, anything for a sense of relief. But sadly, these things don't help, do they? Okay, they might make you feel better for a fleeting moment, but that's it. All they really do actually is drag you deeper into the pit. But for us as Christians, we need to cry out to God. And there's something about crying out to our Father God for help. When we cry with sincerity, it's an emotional response that comes from deep within, right from the core of our being. It's like we don't know what else to do. It's a feeling of hopelessness, of feeling lost. And it's at that point, when there's nothing else, that we reach out for him and he hears our cry. It's a bit like if you're a parent um, and you see your child fall and hurt themselves. I remember a number of years ago, my daughter Naomi, uh, when she was learning to ride her bike without stabilizers, she got herself in a bit of a mess, got tangled up and fell off. And it was quite a nasty fall. And, and it's just instinctive, isn't it? Even before she hit the floor, I was running towards her. And as I got there, she was crying and looking up and reaching up for help. And we've all been there, haven't we? So what did I do? I picked her up. I gave her a cuddle. I told her she was all right and that everything was going to be okay. And then I looked to see if she'd injured herself, which she hadn't. But instinctively, as a loving father, I heard her cry and I responded to it. And that's what our loving father God wants to do for us if we allow him. Do you need to allow God to come close to you today? Do you need to cry out to the Lord and seek Him in your life today? Sometimes the hardest thing is actually allowing yourself to reach out to Him. For whatever reason, pride, fear, so many people hold back and don't let go. Sometimes we need to let go and let God But, you know, David had to wait for God to respond. Verse one, it says, I waited patiently for the Lord. Sometimes we have to wait for God to act. And that wait wait might take a long time, even years. And that's hard, isn't it? Because we live in a world today that expects instant, instant access to the Internet, instant coffee, instant results to have to wait. Well, that's pretty alien nowadays. But there is something about waiting because waiting makes you grow. It builds character. It builds perseverance. It also builds the anticipation. We need to remember it's in God's timing. It's not ours. And Isaiah 55 reminds us that God's ways are not our ways. His timing is not our timings. He doesn't answer our cries often in the way that we would want or expect because he sees things from a completely different perspective. He sees the whole picture, not just what we want, but what is best for us in the grand plan for our lives. That's what God sees. God answers our cries in the way that is best for us because he loves us. It might not feel like that at the time, but there may come a time in life when suddenly we actually do understand and recognize the importance of God's timing. In the meantime, we're called to wait patiently on the Lord, as David did. And we also need to give God the praise he is due. If we look at this psalm, we can see it's littered with praise to God. We also need to have a desire to do God's will. You know, David was a sinner, just like the rest of us. He did some pretty bad stuff in his day. And I haven't got time to go into all of that right now. But just to say he was most definitely a bad lad at times and he knew his weaknesses and he knew his downfall. But he was also a man who had a real heart for God, a man who wanted to do God's will, a man who really struggled with his sinful nature. Verse eight, it says, I desire to do your will. O my God, your law is within my heart. His heart was definitely for God. And yes, he let God down frequently, but look how God used him powerfully. Look how God worked in his life powerfully. And what an example David is for us. And I find that a real source of comfort and a real source of encouragement. Because I don't know about you, but I sometimes really struggle with my own sin. You see, like David, I could write verse eight about myself. I really desire to do God's will. But you know, I really struggle with it. And so many times I fall short. So many times I slip up. So many times I let God down. And so many times I give myself a hard time because of it. And I feel guilty. And I question, how can God possibly want to use me, a sinner? A bloke who's constantly letting him down. And yet here I am. And God has put me in this place, and and all I can do is be open to him and allow him to work in my life. So what do I do? I dust myself down, I pick myself up, I cry out to God, and I step out in faith, and I carry on. And I'm sure many of you can relate to this. Many of you can see yourself in this. But let's just remind ourselves how God used David. And like David, we need to share it with other people. We need to tell others about the wonderful things that God has done. Verse nine onwards in that Psalm, that's what David does. He goes on to tell others about the wonderful things that God has done. You see, when we wait on the Lord, when we're open to him, the Lord can indeed, like he did with David in this Psalm, put a new song in our mouths and use us for his glory. Let's pray together. Lord, as we reflect on this psalm, Father, help us to see how you used David and how you can also use us. Help us to come to you, to cry out to you, to wait patiently on you and to allow you to work in our lives that it might be a blessing to us, so that we might be a blessing to others. And these things we ask in your name. Amen. Thank you for joining with us today, and I look forward to seeing you either next Wednesday, or at our online service on Sunday, or maybe even in church if you're able to join us on Sunday. But until then, God bless.